what's up with you? And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. And right now we are about to go over the gold standard NXT from this last week. Um, this week, man, there was a lot of big things happening. We had two championship matches. We had a debut for the ages. We had a repackaging of the, well, now our former heart and soul of NXT. <laughs> there was a lot going on on this show for sure. It was, it was, man. It was a blast, man. I, I enjoyed this from, from bell to bell, from beginning to end. Great show. Great show. Yeah, um, very exciting NXT, man. I enjoyed it all. De- definitely the, the new debut. Yes. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get into that for sure. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that. But I'm also excited to talk about Let's just start from the beginning. All heart, no soul. New entrance for Johnny Gargano. Um, he changed up his music. It started out sounding like it was going to be the same thing, but then he changed up the Tron, and in big letters, he put all heart, no soul. And for me, yeah, hey, man. All heart, so so the definition... No, see, not a heel, why, huh? Not a heel, huh? Oh, so Perfect, perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, because no one could deny that during this matchup, Johnny Gargano had heel tactics from beginning to end of this matchup. He was willing to do anything and everything to win the matchup. Now, Johnny Gargano, for me, to me, is beyond heel and face, right? Some call it tweener, some will call it whatever, anti-hero, whatever. But for me, he's beyond that. Just like an Adam Cole, for me, is beyond that as well. Because it's not as easy to say, hey, this guy is a pure heel or pure face. Like Adam Cole, you know, we enjoy cheering for him, but clearly he does these heel tactics. Um, you know, it, there's just some guys that I feel like it doesn't matter what they do. People just feel how they feel about them. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, even his his moniker, the whole all heart, no soul thing kind of puts that in perspective for me, because for me, the heart part, he still sees himself as being the heart of NXT. He's, you know, his heart may be in the right place, but no soul. He's got the morality part of it is gone. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, about good and, and or right and wrong for him. You know, it's it's he said it like the the good people like being good doesn't get you anywhere. You know, it's when the worst people are getting all the championships and all this, you know, what does it matter to be the good guy? So he's going to take by any means necessary. But in order to rebuild NXT the way he and Mrs. Wrestling, Candice, Candice LeRae, uh, feel it should be so. You know, it's to me, the story, big picture, you know, I'm still enjoying the storyline. But absolutely, there's no doubt that in this matchup with Dominic Dijakovic, you know, he's, you know, using the the referee to kind of be a barrier in between, you know, selling the whole Dominic Dijakovic back. But then he sucker punches him. You know, he pulled the turnbuckle pad off of the the corner there and Hurricane Ron at him in the corner. So, you know, you've got the tactics for sure. But, you know, for me, you know, story wise, I feel like Johnny, there's Certain people, certain wrestlers that, you know, they've just gone beyond that clear black and white, good or bad. There's this gray area. And some guys, it's clear they're good. Like Johnny used to be a clean cut good guy. He used to be. But now, you know, I feel like it's kind of in a gray area because of the story to me, because of the story you had with Tommaso Ciampa. And I still contend that Tommaso Ciampa created this, what we're seeing. And Johnny Gargano has become his worst enemy. So, you know, there's. Just this so bigger storyline that I'm still following. What's that? There is there a storyline for Johnny Gargano that you can see him that, all right, there's no gray. He's full on heel. See, that's tough because, you know, I think of a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day, right? And even when they tried to turn him heel when he was leading the alliance, like, Stone Cold was still so, like, entertaining. And, you know, his just story, like, anyone following Stone Cold, it's hard to just be like, oh, he's a 
he's just an out. I don't know because I guess it depends on how you look at heel and face as well. Because you know, for for me, you know, like John Cena, even though he never turned heel in a way, in some matches he was a heel. You know, like because the fans were just so against him and they would just root for the other guys. Just like, all right, for this match, you're a heel because everybody just hates you. Against CM Punk, he was the heel. I was about to ask that. So, yeah. I don't care what John Cena says. He was the heel in that matchup. It was clear as day to me. Like, CM Punk, everybody was behind him. So, you know, but I don't know. It's it's tough. I feel like it's a subjective thing. You know, anybody can be a heel face to anybody. But, you know... This matchup, the the heel tactics, they were there. You know, they're clearly writing him. I feel like, you know, they're trying to paint him in this, you know, heelish persona with the music change and with Candace's change and all of that. But I don't know. For me, it's like I just I see the gray area because I'm following his entire story versus just looking at him now and what he's doing. If you just take what he's doing now and you just forget everything that happened before throughout his whole story from from everything previous to this, then you could say, yeah, he's he's a heel because this is all I see. But knowing Johnny's story from beginning to end now, it's like, you know, I get what he's doing. I, I see it. And I feel like even though I would say, yeah, I can clearly say he's he's using heel tactics and he's cheating and all this. But, you know, he's also trying to rebuild NXT because of how they just, you know, don't how good people as as he and both Candice already said good people just do not get rewarded in NXT because when they were good they just kind of got you know under appreciated you know so it's it's interesting but you know I I can have fun with it too and, and just kind of like you know see see what everybody I feel like you're reaching here sometimes man yeah you know what I mean I think I, you know what because I'm just going to talk about it right now. I think Johnny Gargano is the guy that attacked Finn Balor. See, I, I have a different theory on that. But Johnny Gargano makes a lot of sense. He has the motive because of, I mean, he got teabagged by Finn Balor, basically. Right. He got, he got surprise attack. Right. So, but then here's the other part to that. Let's say it was. That's another case in which Johnny Gar- Finn Balor kind of has that coming. Also, if if Finn Balor jumps him, and then Johnny Gargano gets his revenge. Why is Johnny Gargano the heel in that situation? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just, <laughs> that. It, it would be one thing if it was Dominic Dijakovic. If he had just jumped Dominic Dijakovic, and Dominic didn't do anything to him. You know, like in this matchup, you know, he he pulled off the the turnbuckle. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a heel tactic. But against Finn, it's like, man, this dude. They were supposed to be on the same side. They were all good guys. They were facing off against the Undisputed Era. And all of a sudden, you know, he gets the the, the bike kick in the face. And then he gets, um, you know, hit uh, that that huge uh, DDT on the, on the um, rampway, you know, that takes him out for a while. And then they have that match. And after the matchup, yeah, he's basically getting teabagged by Finn Balor. Like, you know, I mean, if anything, I could say I could make a case for why, hey, I would probably want to get my revenge on Finn Balor, too, in that situation. Um, I do have another theory, though, as to who I think might have done it, um, but we'll get there a little bit when we talk about Finn. Wow. Oh, um, yeah. Sherlock Holmes over here, huh? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, but but keep going, though, because, you know, I, 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 want, I don't want you to lose your, your no, point well, with, with Yeah, that. yeah, because I, I, what I think Johnny Gargano is, is definitely – is the guy because like you said he has the motive he got surprise attacked by finn balor and i think he'll be the perfect guy you know to get revenge and he said he said in this promo man it's gonna do it the johnny gargano way it says it on this back of his trunks now let me, let me ask you this too with uh and i do like that by the way also the johnny gargano way that's kind of uh you know that that, that he's actually had that for a while and i didn't even know what that meant until morrow had said it and i was like oh okay i've been trying to figure that out for a while but um Finn, uh, speaking of this whole situation, do you see Finn as a heel face or a tweener? I see him as a tweener. Yeah, like right now he's just above face or heel. Right. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I think we had talked this about this about before. I think he's just above the whole face heel dynamic. Right. Yeah, like even even when he did attack Johnny Gargano, I, I felt that, you know, and you could see they're, you know, they're trying to make him more of a badass and make him more of a heel, but I mean, this is Finn. Like, like you say, he's just he's beyond that, you know. So some guys are just beyond that. Whether, no matter what story you're telling, it's going to be kind of hard 
for me to just look at this guy and say, oh, yeah, Finn's a bad guy. I'm just going to boo him or whatever. You know, it's like it's it's it, there's a gray area, I feel, with with some of these guys. So, um, you know, it, it's 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 interesting to look at. But, you know, going back to to Johnny and Dom Dijakovic, Johnny ended up winning by using the turnbuckle pad, pulled it off, Hurricane Rana, Dominic Dijakovic into it um, and then used his uh, DDT. Um, which he, now he's calling one final beat, which goes off of the last match that <laughs> nice he <man>. had with Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa. So yeah, man. Hey, and that one too was funny because Tommaso's finisher, Fairy Tale Ending, was all yeah. about ending the fairy tale of the Gargano fa- fairy tale. So you know, this is I feel like even though they're not going to have a match for a while, which you know, fingers crossed, they they stay true to that. They're still finding ways to connect those two. It's real interesting. Um, but any extra thoughts on on this situation with Johnny and, and Candice and, and all that? Yeah, man. It, it, like from my point of view, man, I enjoyed the match. It, it was a glaring difference in the physical appearance between these two. So it, funny story. So I'm watching this match with my son. And, you know, sometimes he watches wrestling with me. Sometimes he doesn't. So he doesn't know who these wrestlers are. When we're watching this, he asked me, he's like, hey, dad. He's like, is that a, is that a kid? So... I, I, <laughs> I immediately laugh, but I, I want I wanted to clarify who he was talking about. Oh, I already yeah. know what he's no, talking about. We already like, know. Who, we already like, know. who are you talking about? It's like the guy in the blue trunks. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. That's Johnny Gargano, man. He does look like a child, does he? I'm like, <laughs> well, that's because he's facing this big guy, Dominic Dajakovic, but... uh. I just thought that was just hilarious how my son saw that in his head that he saw he seen Johnny Gargano as a child in that match. Man, I mean Dominic Dijakovic is a big dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and Johnny, even up against some of the guys that aren't as big as as Dominic, he's usually the small guy in the matchup all the time. So yeah, man, that that's pretty funny that your son saw him that way. Um, yeah, he's he's and you know what that works in in his favor too with the whole underdog story. You know, like he's he's always up against it. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you're kind of making my point. How can you be mad against at a guy? Who's always the underdog because he's always smaller than everybody, Devin? Like, what? Why are you hating on Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Maybe I have something against that fight he had with Adam. It just it just rubs me the wrong way. You know, you have your reasons about certain wrestlers that rub you the wrong way. Like Walter when he when he got drop kicked by or Clay oh, yeah. by yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre in Survivor Series, that really rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah, it still bothers me. I think this has burned the image <laughs> of trying to get down to just rubs me the wrong way, man. Oh man. What'd you think of Candace coming out for, to to be there at his side? Oh, I, I oh I expected that all the way. So I was like, oh okay, I knew she was gonna come out. You know, it, he said in this promo, they're a team. You know, she call he calls her Mrs. Wrestling uh, on the on the social networks like Twitter or Instagram. So I, I find that hilarious. So I'm not surprised that she came out and you know the the distract. Yeah, man. I, I it's same, same. I mean, when she came out, I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. This is her husband, you know. And he, at that time, he was getting just kind of ragdolled a little bit by Dominic Dijakovic. So she was concerned. She came out there, caused a little bit of distraction, and then helped Johnny kind of get the upper hand a little bit. Um, they kind of there was a part he was trying to get out of the ring, and she grabbed his hand, trying to pull him out, and Dominic Dijakovic ripped him back into the ring. Um, he kind of was a little bit aggressive with her too when she first came out. You know, he's like, "You get in this ring, this isn't going to be good for you." I'm like, "Well, what you right. mean? <laughs> like, what are you about to do?" These hands too, right? So step in this ring, like anybody else. Like, hold on now, that's Mrs. Wrestling. So you know, I, I don't know, man. We are getting you know, men and women's money in the bank match now at the same time. So, so I mean, don't be surprised I, if you see Dominate side to. <laughs> put hands on Candice LeRae. Oh man, yeah, that that man. I don't know if, we, if I'm ready to see that happen to Candice LeRae to see Dominic Dijakovic do, uh, you know, feast your eyes or anything like that to her. Like that, that'd be that'd be a little much, man. My heart can't take that. Oh man, I, I think that would be I, for me. That would be great to see. You know, her being a heel and just him <laughs> getting some somewhat revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
right. Um, so let's move on through the show here. We had um, a couple of matches here in the interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Uh, we had Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher. And we also later on had uh, Kushida versus Jake Atlas. Um, it was Tozawa that ended up winning. I think he's now 2-0. and um, in the tournament, and then also Kushida, same thing. He's at two and zero, so both of them are great showings. Um, they've got to be the favorites at this point to make it to the finals. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so. They're both looking like the favorites right now. I, 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 maybe one of them going to drop the ball and get a get a loss in group in whichever group. I, I believe Drew Ma- not Drew McIntyre, but uh, Drake Maverick is in because they're going to have to make a spot that uh, to have Drake Maverick at least get in that in that uh next maybe that uh winner's bracket wait you think he's it's he, he's gonna be in the final yeah so you think it's gonna be like a triple threat or something not a triple threat but i think whichever like what group is he is uh drake maverick in what group um, group a or b i'd have to look at it i'd have to look at it and see okay but either way it's kind of hard to, i mean yeah because i'm saying whatever group Drake Maverick is in. I I believe the the top guy, whoever is in that group, Kushida. I think he's or, with Kushida. Kushida. Yeah. I think Kushida might take a L then. Because Kushida beat uh, Tony Nice, right? And Tony and also uh, Drake Maverick beat Tony Nice, so they're in yep. the same group. Yeah, same, same. So group. yeah, just damn. Kushida's in there with Drake. There's no way. There's, I thought it was Tozawa. No, that's. It, it, nah, I just I can't see it. I feel I, like me either. I can't see that at all, bro. Especially from this last match from Kashida. Yeah. He just, oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be bizarre. You think they're that, gonna b- build that? I think I think I think so, man. Yeah, I'm I'm curious how they're gonna do this, but I, I feel like you know right now I'm I'm throwing out the whole you know storyline with Drake Maverick and just looking at. Okay, based off of who's been performing, how, like who I think is going to get to the final. And, you know, Kushida for sure from the beginning, I felt like he was a guy that was going to make it to the final. Now, it's almost one of those situations where maybe it's too obvious and they kind of throw us a swerve. And maybe somebody cost Kushida the win. You know, someone that's pissed off that he lost to Kushida. Maybe Tony Meese comes in and, you know, messes with the matchup, messes with Kushida during the matchup. I don't know. But, you know, I... It it just feels wrong for Kushida not to be there. You know, it just there's it, only what a total of three matches in this, right? Right. So he has one more, and I believe the last one is. But is even if he, he loses, drop. here's the thing. There's a funny thing though. Is like even if he loses, they would be tied. You know, it'd be two two one both of them. So that might be the final match before to move on into the winners bracket. Yeah, they need some kind of tiebreaker. I don't. Yeah, know. that would be interesting. Hmm. But I can't see Drake going over Kushida though. Right? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. I mean, with with the added motivation that they're giving him, you know, the whole "Hey, my job is on the line." I guess still. But right, even beast, with that, bro. it's still Drake Maverick, <laughs> and it's still Kushida. So right, that's what I'm saying. I I don't know. I don't know. I I. I I think they should just have Kushida win that, and you know, because it's just not going to be realistic, honestly, nah, to man. see Drake Maverick beat him. Nah. Yeah, I, I don't see that at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so yeah, Kushida, Kushida, it is. You know, as far as we're concerned here, um, on the other side, Tozawa makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like it, it probably won't be him for some reason, even though he's up 2-0. I feel like they're gonna find somebody else, like maybe a uh, Swerve. Swerve. You know, gets in there. Yeah, he had um, a passionate promo last week. He did. He did. Yeah, very aggressive, saying, you know, he's going to win. He's going to be up there. Yeah, I could, I could see it. I could see him, you know, tying with, uh, but, but, but then even with him too. So if he's tied with Tozawa, Tozawa beat him. So technically, the tiebreaker. I mean, I don't know how they're doing the tiebreakers. Maybe they'll have another yeah. match if there's a tie. Yeah. Um, but you know, if they just go off of who faced who beat who in the in the head to head, it would be Tozawa's to to win at this point. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But I like the idea of of Swerve versus Kushida in the final. That that matchup. Ooh, is I really like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a match house. I like to see right there. That's up in the air right there. Yeah, 
I like that. I like that. So, yeah, more to come. Uh, it's it's continuing on. Uh, next week, I'm sure they'll have some more matches for us. Um, we did have, let's see, uh, Chelsea Green went against Zia Lee. Uh, Chelsea Green ended up winning. Uh, we did have Aaliyah show up during the matchup to try to cause some interference. She really wasn't that successful. And Chelsea Green hit the I'm prettier on Zia Lee to end up winning that match. Um, Aaliyah might be joining the Robert Stone brand. Uh, kind of felt like he might be trying to recruit her. Or he, you know, he was he, he, uh, <laughs> extended his hand out to her to help her up. So, you know, maybe we're reading too much into this. But even commentary was mentioning, you know, a brand extension for, for the Robert Stone brand. It might be um, alluding to that, man, for Aaliyah to get something. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll, we'll see, but um, you know that just wanted to mention that that happened. It wasn't a great matchup, but you know it's uh, Chelsea Green. They are trying to build her up, uh, so we'll see where where she's going overall. But the maybe the moment of this whole show, right? This one of the biggest I don't know, like um, debuts, the biggest entrances, most epic entrances that I've ever seen in my life watching wrestling happen on this episode of NXT. It was insane. Karrion Cross finally showed up and his lovely wife, Scarlett Bordeaux, both they showed up and this entrance was just ridiculous. It's not even an entrance you can really describe. Nah. It's just one that you just kind of have <laughs> you to see. Watch, see for yourself. You have to see it. But I will say Scarlett Bordeaux walking down the ramp, singing his theme song, you know, with just the smoke everywhere. Um, the ominous figure that that is Karrion Cross. Walking down behind her, he gets into the ring, smoke in the ring, lights just flashing orange and red, and what was it? Fallen prey is part is, is one of the lines, and it's just like just pure hell going on in the ring. Basically, is what it felt like, like just just all out anarchy with the lights and him just roaring and his wife just. This thing was great, man. It was it was amazing. It was epic. It was a masterpiece of an entrance. One of the best ones I've ever seen. Yeah, same here, man. I I think this is like a game changer for what type of attitude they're bringing for to NXT with this interest and just with this characters alone for Karrion Cross and and Scarlet, man. Uh, you know, because what she was wearing is you know, look, it's it's kind of provocative what she's wearing too. It's not what a normal woman wrestler will wear in an NXT or just the WWE. Period. So I, I think it's different. Uh, I like it. Karrion Cross, man, this dude's facial expressions. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's looking menacing, man. He looks like a serial killer, like legit. He kills some people. <laughs> I, 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 bet my, my, I bet my commission check on it, man. He, he did something with somebody. You, that, that he's killed people? Dude, come on, man. You don't have that look for no reason. I don't care. You, you tell me you didn't practice that in the mirror until oh, you got it right. God. That type of look. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> not that look. That that look is something that you you something's wrong with you clearly. And Carrie Cross, on behalf of the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, <laughs> I do apologize for the views of Devin. They're his and all his own. <laughs> I apologize. We do not believe you are an actual killer. We don't believe you actually have bodies. But hey, his name's called have- Killer Cross. Now it's called Carrion Cross. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh man! Wow! <laughs> but, wow! Yeah, but his interest was 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 great. All the smog. I thought it was hilarious when when the lights come on and the smog dissipates and you see in the corner, Leon Ruff. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's getting destroyed, right? <laughs> Man, I was like, what is he doing there? <laughs> yes. I already knew who he was. I didn't even wait for commentary. I'm like, oh, Leon Ruff. Oh, it's, it's over. <laughs> it's like, why? Why? Oh, man, he dropped him on his neck twice, locked yeah. him in that submission, and it was all she wrote, man. It was quick. It was quick. At least it was quick for her, man. That was, that was a mercy. What's crazy was, the, you know how the ref usually raises the winner up raises the uh, hands up yes and he gave this crazy look to the female ref and he was like don't try me don't you dare <laughs> don't you and she dare. didn't even try she didn't budge like you know what just go do you and he let his yep. wife scarlet raises <laughs> yep yep 
Oh man, yeah, it was that was great too. That was great. Yeah. I laughed so hard when I saw that. I'm like, don't, don't do it. <laughs> he just gave don't me this you do it. serious look. Do not take another step to raise my hand. I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> I mean, I just love the fact that these two are just totally devoted to their characters. They went oh, all out. They weren't they like shy about it or no. anything, man. Like, you know, Scarlett was was she was singing with passion the song and she was in the ring. And even after the matchup, you know, she was back at it again, just like really animated. And you could see the intensity in her eyes, let alone, you know, in carrying cross, man. This dude is just like you said, like the intensity is written all over his face. Yes. It, it, it's it's gonna be fun, man. Talk about you know a great way to make an impact right off the bat. Like they they did it. They made their presence felt, and it's gonna be fun watching them. You know for you know as long as they're in NXT, man, it's gonna be awesome. Man, that's who Tommaso got to go against. Yep, I was thinking that I too. I need like, the old Tommaso to go against that dude. Like, bro, yeah. you need to revert back. Like, I need like yes. that old saying Vegeta Prince. That dude, <laughs> I'm about to send you to the next dimension. That dude, that give a damn, no conscience. <laughs> Yes, like that's what we I mean. can't have this soft hard, you know. No, no, <laughs> no. exactly. This this sort of face, uh, daddy's home. No, that's not gonna work. Uh, uh, no, I need no, no, dude no. that took Johnny Gargano's ring up and threw and it over sp- in the crowd, yes, spit yes. on it. <laughs> yes, that is the Tommaso that's gonna stand a chance against this dude. Yes, if we get some this dude, the, <laughs> we have He's now. Destroyed. He get yeah, destroyed, no. man. Period. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, man, that's that's like that's a crazy matchup right there between those two. I mean, Karrion Cross though, yeah, he's 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 gonna have the leg up for sure in the way that this is currently constructed. Um, but it's gonna be a lot of fun regardless, man. I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing him in action again. Um, man, let's talk about Io Shirai and Charlotte because this matchup happened. Um, why don't you break this one down, man? What do you think of the Queen of All Ages versus Io? Oh, man, this was a great match. Uh, it started good. You know, they were just trying to feel each other out. It was two. It was like two different wrestling techniques. Styles, kind of, yep. Yeah, yeah, Styles just trying to, uh, you know, because you have Scarlett, who's more physical, trying to use her strength. And then you had Io, which was great. She was using her agility, her, her quickness. So you saw how that was trying to gel into this match, and it was actually looking great. So I liked it. Uh, I was wondering how they was kind of, how they was going to book this match. And... I guess they decided to keep somewhat EO strong because this match ended abruptly because Charlotte, right before EO was going, well, she did go for the moonsault on the outside. She landed. Man, Charlotte, queen of our eras, break out this candlestick right yep. on, her, on the back of her, yep. <laughs> her back. I was like, oh, that's over. She did what she did to Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, same thing, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was uh, it was it was a fun matchup for as long as it lasted. You know, right, it was great back and forth action. Um, I, I got a kick out of both of them doing their moon salts. You know, and I, I had a I had a feeling that Charlotte wasn't going to hit hers. You know, and that they were going to save Eos for a big spot. EO tried to do it in the ring. I think Charlotte got her knees up, but then she went up top, like you said, uh, to do the moonsault to the outside, and boom, right away the, with the kendo stick. So, um, you know, it, it, it helped EO to can, to basically not lose any momentum with this and to maybe build up a future, you know, rematch between the two of them. Um, after the, or as the beatdown was happening from Charlotte to EO, we had the return of Rhea Ripley. So yeah. she showed up. And yeah, basically saved EO from getting the the figure four on the on the turnbook the uh, post there in the corner that she had felt the wrath of before herself. Um, and Charlotte kind of left, you know, and she's I mean Rhea's ready, she's ready to, to to take on Charlotte now. But EO seemed to take a little bit of she was she was upset basically that that Rhea was out there, you know. I guess you know <laughs> claiming maybe she didn't need her help, you know. You know, she had it under control, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and that I mean, hey, if they're they're getting ready to set up maybe a matchup between those two to see who gets the next shot against Charlotte Flair, then I'm all for that because you know EO and, and Rhea signed me up. That that matchup could be great. I, I think that's what they're setting up to, like maybe a number one contenders match who gets to face Charlotte. Uh, 
What do you are you cool with them ending the match like that for Charlotte? Just kind of saving the match maybe down the line for Charlotte and Io? Uh Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was a little disappointed that we didn't get a, a true finish. But you know, given that the way that they're trying to, I guess, protect EO, you know, I did actually love it from that standpoint because it means you know that they really. I mean, we already knew that they have a lot of respect for EO, but that kind of further you know confirms that to show a person like Charlotte is somewhat you know uh, not afraid but like you know maybe she kind of was feeling like no this isn't going the right way you know i'm gonna <laughs> use the champion's advantage and end this before you know i'll go ahead and lose this belt right, to you just get frustrated <laughs> right <Fuck> this <laughs> kingdom stick action <laughs> yeah man like it, it it was it was cool i was i was okay with it at the end i was okay with it and yeah i'm i'm really excited to see a matchup between Rhea and eo so you know if this this being the outcome of that sign me up and then the winner of that takes on charlotte cool i'm down for that um yeah man it was it was a it was a fun match fun overall uh segment there with all three of those women um looking forward to seeing what happens next yeah man i enjoyed the match like like you said from start to finish i even enjoyed the finish because they're they're saving it for down the line it's like how i felt with adam cole and finn Balor, well how that match ended abruptly uh just for them to save the match for you know for down the line i fear they're gonna do this for eo because they're so much invested in her uh they're they're trying to keep her strong and i like that you know especially against you know type of caliber athlete that charlotte is yeah i agree i agree uh, you just mentioned Finn Balor. So Finn did, uh, he had a promo where he was talking uh, mm-hmm. to the NXT universe and to whoever this attacker may be. And uh, yeah, he was, it was interesting because he was saying like, uh, usually if you want to push, you know, you go after the top guy. Like he was using the lingo that, you know, a lot of us uh, who really just kind of study wrestling and love wrestling, you know, this is like more behind the scenes lingo than stuff you usually say on television. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting hearing him use the terms push and squash, um, you know, and he mentioned like, hey, instead of the push you're looking for, you're going to get squashed if you keep messing with me. So, um, you know, I like that. Um, now, right after that, we had Cameron Grimes have a matchup with this D- Denzel Dejeuner caved uh, in his yeah. chest in five seconds. Yep, he did. But then the, the more important part was Cameron Grimes felt the need to, you know, puff out his chest uh, and make mention, <laughs> he mentioned the prince's name. Um, said if the prince was there, he would slap him in the face. And, you know, he said somebody beat him to the punch. And immediately when he said Balor's name, Balor showed up. He was behind him. Out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He had no idea. Cameron Grimes had no idea. But Finn, Finn has zero tolerance for anybody mentioning his name in vain. Like, do not mention the prince in any negative his way. His name but, out your mouth. No, no. <laughs> so immediately just walks up in the ring, walks right to Cameron Grimes, who's still talking, has no idea. He turns to his right, and he sees Finn, and it was almost like a, oh, oh, wait, oh, no, nah, man, I was just talking, man. I was just, I was just talking. Like, I just finished the match, man. Come on. I just finished the match, but I, I was, come on, man, calm down. Finn's like, I'm right here. You say you're going to slap me. Yeah. Slap me. Right here. Slap me. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, man. man. It was great. It was yeah. great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Finn is not playing around, bro. He he, he is not playing around like, oh, you, you're going to be a habitual line stepper? Okay. <laughs> I'm, about to, <laughs> I'm about to treat you right now. Uh, I, thought that, I thought that was hilarious how, you know, Cameron Grimes was just talking, you know, you know, saying it with his chest. And you see the camera focus on Cameron Grimes, and you just see Finn walks out. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, this is this is not gonna be great. Nope. nope. <laughs> I'm like, he's gonna destroy this dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. You made a boo-boo. <laughs> oh man, it's just so funny. And the look on Cameron Grimes' face when he realized, because he he felt real confident. He looked, he's like, yeah, you know, I slap him in the face. Somebody else you know, beat me to the punch, but you know, if I saw him. And then sure enough, he turns and he's right there. He's like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> I just right. had a match, man. Like, right. See, what happened was, man. Yeah, right. You know, got a little excited. Just got done with a match. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. He got hit with a quick sling blade. And then he got his chest caved in a little bit and then rolled out the ring and escaped. So, they're going to have a matchup next week. Oh, yeah. Which, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him to be quick work, man. Finn Balor is gonna gonna end this dude. I yeah, think. he's gonna destroy him, man. He's just gonna end him. It's yeah. it's over. Just just don't mention the princess name. Let's keep don't your name out out his mouth. That's that's it. That's all you got to do. It's real oh, simple. Man, <laughs> man you gonna, man, that dude is not playing around. He's walking with a chip on his shoulder. Finn. Yes, he is. Hey, man. Major chip. <laughs> love it. I love it, man. It's just. It's like walking just, on eggshells around this guy. Like, seriously. Oh, just, like, you see Finn walking down the aisle. I'm going to turn around. I'm turning around the opposite side. I'm not even going to cross paths with this dude. I'm not even licking his eyes. I'm like, oh, yep. man, I got to take him, Finn. Get the hell up out of here. <laughs> right? You can have a problem with that. What you looking at? What you looking at, man? I was just walking around the hallway, man. I'm trying to get to catering. That's all. That's all right, I'm man. man. I'm just trying to get a drink of water, man. So let me get the water from you. Let me do me. I'm just not trying to look at you. I'm not trying to kick off a fight. <laughs> He's like, there's another water fountain on the other side. Right? <laughs> Try that other one over there. <laughs> and you're probably it's like, yeah, sir, I'll go go the other water fountain then. I want no yeah. problem, sir, Mr. Ballard. Mr. Prince, sir. <laughs> oh, man. This is so much fun. It's so much fun. Man, so we're pretty much at the end of this here. We got the main event left to talk about. Uh, Imperium did make a challenge uh, out to the um, the tag team champions here, Riddle, and what's the other guy's name? Timothy Thatcher. Um, yeah, so they made a challenge. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to get that tag team championship matchup next week, if I'm not mistaken. I think they did advertise that. So that'll be coming up. But... Without further ado, let's talk about this main event. Adam Cole, baby, the NXT champion versus Velveteen Dream. Break it down, man. This your man, Adam Cole. Break it down. Yeah, man. So Adam Cole going against, you know, the the dream. The one who 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 got it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? what 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 is this lack of energy in Velveteen Dream? <laughs> what? Man. You told me to break it down. Let's let me break dream. it down. Yeah, but <laughs> what did the dream do to deserve that lack of energy? I'm just saying, I'm like, how did he earn a championship match? Oh, what did on. he do? Come what did he on. do? That's just Adam like, Cole selling. I'm, he doesn't believe truly that Velveteen Dream doesn't I believe it. it. And so he believes it. No, nah, he's he's trying to avoid having to face Velveteen Dream because he knows this dude he is was real. talking all that throughout the whole match, even during his entrance. You know, after Dream did his entrance, you know, Prince-like theme, okay, move over. We got Adam Cole who does, it, does his entrance. And throughout the whole entrance, after he does say, baby, he's like, you don't deserve to belong in the ring with me. I'm like, yes, you're speaking facts. You don't deserve this match. I'm like, yeah, throughout but, the whole match. But here's the thing, though, about something like that is if if it's true, you don't necessarily have to keep saying it in order for it to be true. Like it almost That's sounds Adam Cole, like though. he always does that with anybody. Right, he's playing mind games. He's trying to get into the dream's head to psychologically beat him without, you know, there's there's the match, he's trying to beat him in the match, but he's also trying to play the mind games and win that battle too. So, I, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you have fun with it. But, man, Velveteen Dream deserved a shot in this matchup. I mean, Velveteen Dream beat for the North American Championship. It was Johnny Gargano, right? Not Adam Cole. Right. It was Johnny Gargano. It was Johnny Gargano. Okay. Right. Not Adam Cole. All right. All right. All right. I just wanted to to, to throw that out there. But go ahead, man. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So, uh, this this was a, a good match. It was entertaining. It started off very physical. You know, they was going tit for tat between, uh, you know, Cole and Dream. Uh, Now, when things turn interesting is when Undisputed, you know, they came out. I I think I I think they're just going to come out and just cheer for their great leader (laughs) as usual. You know, we we will never know. We will never know. But. You know, just let me finish. But right before now you sit right now, 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 now you sound like me with Johnny Gargano, man. Come on. I, <laughs> I mean, and I'm I'm gonna seriously, I'm having fun with the Johnny Gargano thing. I am. I'm gonna I'm openly admit I'm having fun with Johnny Gargano. But this right here, come on, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, we will never know. We will never know because usually sometimes the undisputed comes out and just cheer. They say, come on, Adam Cole, get up. You know, I looked like they was getting ready to go on and cheer their leader. But right before they came out, somebody slithers out the ring 
<laughs> it was Dexter Loomis. Go ahead and, and slither and started, you know, he put himself outside. He, he started hitting on uh, Roger Strong and Bobby Fish. I think when uh, when Roger Strong approached Dexter Loomis, he kind of propped him up on, on the ring and knocked over the ref. You know, it's it was Dexter Loomis' fault. You know, he decided to throw uh, Roderick up there and into the ref. Yeah. Into the ref. So the ref was knocked out. And, you know, unfortunately, the dream hit his finishing move. And nobody was there to count it. We we don't never know. You know, maybe if if no, Cole no, would have home. Know. If, we do know. We, we don't know. Double T Dream counted the three. We don't know. Maybe no, if Cole would have would have heard the the three count. Maybe he would have raised. He heard the three count. He didn't kick out. Nah, we, we would never know. We would never know. Oh my god! But. Soon as the ref started consciously gathering his thoughts, started coming around, trying to trying to gather his thoughts, trying to see where he was at, uh, Adam Cole delivers a devastating last shot, gets in the pin position. The ref slowly counts a one, two, three. Not a typical normal cadence, a long three count. You know, maybe he could have went for six more counts. We we you know it, it was just a long three count, but he pinned the dream. One, two, three. Your fighting champion, greatest NXT champion ever, Adam Cole. Wow, wow. You did hear me say Johnny Gargano did use heel tactics in that matchup, right? So at least I'm I'm giving you that that he used heel. I didn't see any heel tactics by Adam Cole. Did you? I, you no, 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 no. I, that's what, that's what I'm saying. What I'm what the reason why I'm bringing that up is because. This whole diatribe you just had about Adam Cole's matchup, not anywhere in there did you give Velveteen credit for getting that long pause with that ref being out and and having the match won. Also, earlier on in the matchup, Velveteen Dream was giving it to Adam Cole. Like, I don't know why this this matchup felt like it was was really short and compact, but Velveteen Dream, for the most part, was delivering most of the offense. And I'm like, okay, Adam Cole's clearly going to win. But damn, like Adam Cole just is is just getting thrown around the ring, like you know, I don't know. It just felt a little bit weird, you know, at the end there. But I, but again, Velveteen Dream was giving a lot of offense to Adam Cole, and just again, yeah, there, just there was some spots he was giving it to him. Here. Yeah, I'll say there were some spots where he was giving it to him. I give you it, that. Was, it was more than some spots. Like he he was beating the ever loving you know dog crap out of you boy man i'm sorry i just gotta just go ahead and say i saw that for a couple minutes here and there he was beating him up you know and then cole would break it up (laughs) and then (laughs) undisputed Aaron came out to cheer on adam cole (laughs) (laughs) that's what lucky they was getting ready to do man that's they're a strong team they like to you know cheer for one another i i believe wholeheartedly that's what Roderick and Bobby Fish came out to do is came out to support their leader Adam Cole yeah okay well you know I mean it's it's no one's gonna change your mind when it comes to Adam Cole so I'm not even gonna try but uh it was a great matchup overall I mean it was fast I felt like it was um I don't know maybe got like 12 13 minutes yeah I think it was 13 minutes when I think we had 13 minutes left I remember on the DVR, I had they 13 minutes left when, too, when the match like, started. Yeah, so maybe yeah. like 10 minutes of wrestling. Yeah, it was it was it was fun for that for for the amount of time that it went. Um, overall, Dexter Loomis uh, making his presence felt, you know, is is an interesting aspect of this whole story now with Velveteen Dream. Is Velveteen gonna blame uh, Dexter Loomis for what happened? Um, we'll have to see. He should. Um, it's Dexter Loomis' fault. He got involved. Yeah, no, I I will not disagree with that. Cause and effect, my of, friend. It, in terms of what happened, Dexter Loomis. Now, here's the thing: it would have never happened had the undisputed era not shown up. And why are you guys running down the ring like that? You know, and then Dexter Loomis comes out. He's and they're fighting them, and then he throws throws. Who was you said it was uh, Roderick Strong? He threw into the referee. Yeah, um, you know it, it, it's it's it was an accident, but you know it did happen, and he was the one that threw Roddy into the referee. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, I feel like um, the way that commentary talked about this matchup, it felt like this isn't over between Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. Um, it's weird for them to say that because of everything that that Adam Cole was saying, and then he got the match. Velveteen Dream got the matchup, but then he lost. So how do you truthfully continue this unless you're, I, I don't know. It, it feels weird to say that this matchup is, this feud is going to continue, but that that's what they were saying. Um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time being able to just see this feud continuing. And, and actually, I feel like with the Finn Balor situation, uh, the person that I'm thinking might have 
did what they did to to Finn Balor, I think may have been Velveteen Dream because mm. uh, Velveteen Dream was supposed to go against Finn Balor, right? And then Finn Balor gets injured or gets you know attacked, and then you have Velveteen Dream out there, and he's talking about how you know he got stood up and everything. And I was thinking about it, I was like, man, what if? You know, this is because, and that was before. Doesn't that make it too obvious, though? Uh, I don't know. And I could have sworn I heard the commentary talk about that, too. Like, they brought up the dream. Like, yeah. could it be the I dream? I don't think it's too obvious, though, because, like you said, I mean, Johnny Gargano makes sense, too. Yeah. So I think there's a couple people that you could point the finger at. Yeah, that's you true. could say it was Imperium. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that, you, too. You know, there, there's a lot of people that could want to, you know, take a shot at the Prince at this point. But, um, yeah, who done it? Right, right. But I think Velveteen Dream is another person I could see them saying, okay, you know, it was it was him to build up, you know, a future matchup because that match didn't happen. And I feel like we still are going to get that matchup. So, you know, that would make sense to me as well. Um, I just am ha- having a hard time seeing Velveteen Adam Cole for the championship part two after they kind of just threw this match together, it felt like. And then he lost after Adam Cole said he didn't deserve the shot. Real and Real was kind of forcing him to to have this matchup. And then, you know, it, it was over. It was it was, yeah. was pinned. It felt like it. a throwaway match. Right. You know how, you know, it was just no build. We, I think we, yeah, we even talked about this last, on our last week podcast, like this felt like a throwaway, throwaway, throwaway match because there was like no build. Right. I mean, they have been, to be fair, like, of course, you know, we... They've been slowly building this up in the sense that uh, Velveteen Dream had, you know, he had targeted Roddy. And then he said, well, this whole thing was to get it out of Cole. And then, you know, we had the match with Bobby Fish. So there were, you know, weeks and weeks of, you know, them kind of being entangled in the story. But to just announce the matchup like, hey, it's happening next week. You know, that's the part where it was like, wait, really? Like, just like that? We're going to do this? Like, no way this is the, the championship is going to change hands on something like that. Yeah. Like a money matchup. Usually they're going to build it up. So, you know, it, to, to, to just give more context to why we're saying it's a throwaway matchup, you know, we're aware that, yeah, I mean, they, they were in a story together for a while. But the way that they just announced the championship matchup and it just kind of happened and given that this matchup had like 13 minutes worth of time, it just felt like. Okay, we're just kind of doing this just to get it out the way, and we're going to yep. move on to something. Just else. running through the motions right now, right, right. So, um, I, I'm really curious to see next week's NXT to see you know what they do with Velveteen Dream because you know he could have some words for Dexter Loomis. There could be something there. Uh, maybe they do something with him and this whole Finn Balor situation um, with Adam Cole. It's a question of now who's the next contender if it's not Velveteen Dream. Um, I guess I'll throw that question to you. Like, if not Velveteen, who would you want to see go against Adam Cole next? Uh, see, that's a good... I, I was thinking of Finn Balor. I, so, I, with that, I mean, then Adam Cole being the person that was behind this, would that be the way you would want to do it? Or, like, because that... No, I, guess you, I can't even see Adam Cole attacking Finn without a motive. I, I don't even see a reasoning behind it. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Because if he's going to be next... You know, then that's that somehow they would have to link him into this story because this is Finn's story. It's the who done it story. Yeah. So it would have to have Adam would have to have something to do with it if Finn's next. So I, I, that's why I'm kind of thinking it's not going to be Finn. I'm just thinking uh, more of a build if Finn was to just challenge uh, Adam Cole. You know, just talk about his story that his future will meet. Uh, he'll meet a uh, future will meet his past, and so this is basically the climax to that story by using Adam Cole with it. That, that's how I see it with that bill. But outside of that, uh, I don't know who you go with for Adam Cole. Like, who will be the next contender if you don't see Dream? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a tough one. You know, Tommaso Ciampa is going to be bu- busy here with Karrion Cross. Keith Lee? You know, I don't know. He, he, I know he yeah, got I mean, the title, but. Right. Yeah. I don't know, that's, man. That's, that's interesting. It's interesting. It's um, maybe just because we're not seeing any contenders, that might be a reason why they try to extend this a little bit longer. You know, for you know, for Finn to maybe open up from um, you know whatever whoever it is that did attack him, you know, and then after that's done, then Finn Balor goes against Adam Cole. So maybe we do get a Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole too. Um, it's just a weird way to go about um, a series of matches between those two guys. You know, given the kind of the weird buildup that we had, you know, um, leading up to this matchup. 
Um, I'm not super excited to see part two, you know, of this matchup, but you know, maybe they'll build that up better than they did this this uh, matchup that we just saw. I, I think we'll get a better build if they go with a slightly slower approach. You know, since you can see the reason why Valentine Dream would try to try to get back at Adam Adam Cole and state the state the reasons why he should get another shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, there's a there's a shortage of of contenders all of a sudden it, it feels like. Is that the reason why we're not getting like takeovers or takeover builds? Yeah, uh that's a that's a great question. It, it feels it feels like I would hope that we would get a takeover because we're getting, you know, money in the bank, we're getting the, you know, the WWE pay-per-views like, you know, hey, we'll hey, get it. You know, their pay-per-views. On exactly. Number. Getting double or nothing. You know, it, it would it makes sense for NXT to still do takeovers. Um, you know, we'll see. And, yeah, maybe that is part of it that, you know, given travel restrictions, like some of the, you know, wrestlers that they would have be, you know, in some of these matches like Walter and Pete Dunn, you know, or just they're, they can't get them. You know, they can't get them. They're not available. So, um you know, it's 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 a weird time, man, with everything going on, you know, with the COVID-19 and everything like there's there's so many reasons why maybe they're they're choosing to do what they're doing. Um, I would say, though, it would be cool. It would be cool if somehow some way they would they would have a takeover so that they can build up and really have a, a, a an epic uh, showing for Adam Cole versus whoever that contender might be um, so that we can get, you know, Charlotte versus whoever that next contender is, whether yeah. it be Rhea or EO at a takeover. So we can really have that kind of thought in our mind, like, oh, maybe there'll be an actual title change here versus it just being on the Wednesday night show. Uh, Cause it always seems less likely it's going to happen there. Yeah. It would just be nice to, you know, change it up and see, and just see a takeover. I'm trying to think, you know, besides roster wise, because you only have a limited, a limited amount of roster for, for pay, but, yeah, you think about Raw and the SmackDown brands, they're able to do their, you know, their pay-per-views. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, cost-effective-wise, I don't think it would be much at all. You're still using you're still using the WWE Performance Center, but just using the TakeOver format. Yeah. Yeah, man. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to see it. You know, hopefully they we, we get one soon because, it's you know, TakeOver is one of those pay-per-views that it hasn't let us down yet. So, you know, to be able to get a, a takeover, be, it'd be, you know, real nice to also, you know, again, selfishly would take over to get a proper build for some of these championship matches. You know, that way we're, we're you know, more invested. I mean, this this main event matchup, it was fun to see, you know, in Velveteen Dream, you know, like he played his part as best as he could with the story that they told. Uh, Adam Cole, you know, same thing. Like he from his from his home, he was cutting promos, and then he showed up uh, last week in the tag match, and then we had this match up here. So they did the best they could to try to, you know, give us something of a championship matchup uh, build, but then it kind of just still, you know, for me the buildup was a little bit flat, and I never really believed that Velveteen Dream was gonna was gonna win the matchup. So. Um, Having a takeover to build to, it, it's where you really start to, you know, get invested and get excited about these these big championship matches. So, you know, we'll we'll see what they do though. How long but, do uh, you think NXT can go without doing a takeover? You know, they could just continue with these weekly shows. I think they can go on for a while, actually. I mean, I think that it's it's better to have a takeover, but I feel like they have the talent to you know, be entertaining from a week in, week out basis, you know, and if a title changes hand on a Wednesday, it would be shocking. But it's it's I guess the thing that gets affected by not having a takeover is that you don't kind of believe that the title change is going to happen. But then again, that could also work to make it surprising. Like, let's say Velveteen Dream had won this matchup. Yeah, I'd have been shocked, you know, and that we'd have been talking about that yeah, yeah. for a while. Like, I would know, sh- I would have been hurt. you know but it it just it's it's one of those things like it could it could be a shocking moment that gets people talking you know and and people it would that surprise element would be there on a wednesday show i just think that um takeovers they just add that extra element that extra uh importance to you know matches that and then you get to see a match you know with no commercial breaks too there's that too. Yeah. yeah. As simple as that. But sometimes, you know, a commercial can, you know, interrupt the flow of a match. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but in terms of how long they can go, I mean, NXT, they're still doing great wrestling overall. It's just the stories, the climax is, is kind of missing, you know, sometimes without a takeover. You know, with the with the Wednesday shows, it, it all just kind of feels like it's a continuous thing. You know, we're, we're just continuing to build and build versus it hitting that, you know, main story point where something uh, major is going to happen. Um, you know, it can happen on Wednesdays, but it just takeover kind of clearly marks it. And so it'd be cool. And yeah, for reasons of no commercials too, just to be able to enjoy matches without that, that's another reason too. It'd be cool. But they they can survive without it for a while. Um, it won't be forever, man. I mean, you know, fingers crossed. We yeah. you know, sooner rather than later get to some semblance of I think if I it, read um, correctly, uh, I believe NXT or just not NXT, just you know, the performance center. I, I believe they're going back to live shows. Uh instead of the tape shows because you know, Florida is back, back opening uh, right now. So hopefully that should help with, you know, with the format as well. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be another thing that would help too. That'd be great. I mean, um, I feel like they haven't been doing like the picture in picture. Um, oh yeah. Not for a while. Too. Yeah. AEW went back to that this week. I saw, but um, yeah, NXT, it's, it's those commercial breaks, you know, hit and, you know, you're not able to continue watching the match. So, yeah, you know, it, it's going live would help as well, you know, but um, NXT is still great regardless. It's just, you know, we're, we're just in a weird time right now yeah. you know, with everything going it's on. It's different. So, you know, I'm willing to accept what we have right now because I just love wrestling. And I think, it'll, you know, NXT has the talent, has the roster to keep me interested regardless. And, you know, it's just we missed that build a little bit. We missed that 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 epic feel of a takeover. Um, but, you know, they're they're doing great work as is, too. So I, I'm, I'm OK with it as long as they need to do it for the situation that we have in the world right now. Yeah. But, you know, if. If NXT is your legitimate third brand, you should treat it as a brand. They should have their own pay-per-view. Like, hell, you got you got Charlotte Flair there. Like, she can be one of your key stars to, you know, push a pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, you know, it would be cool. I mean, the other thing you could look at, though, when you say that, if they're a third brand, then they could be a part of Money in the Bank. You know, they could be oh, yeah. part of SummerSlam. You know, like versus having their own pay-per-view, they could be a part of the other pay-per-views more regularly. You know, Charlotte could defend the NXT championship at Money in the Bank. I mean, and do do things like that, you know, have Adam Cole, you know, defend the, the NXT championship at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam or wherever, you know, like there there's other ways that they could creatively try to have NXT, um, you know, showcased in this epic way, um, you know, so. Takeovers though the 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 structure of a takeover it is cool you they got the five matches is really succinct you know they just have such a great formula for takeover um, but if maybe they want to limit the amount of pay per views that they're doing while this is all going on maybe they start integrating the NXT superstars or maybe in. they just want to keep their good streak going too what do you mean of you know all these great pay per views of of takeovers but that's with the crowd now you, this is this will be their first takeover without a crowd. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, though, that the so the crowd part of it, I feel like, yes, it would it, it sucks not to have the crowd and the crowd is, is, you know, it's great to have. But the quality of the matches, I feel like, you know, if that doesn't go down, I think the takeover still would be great. You know, I don't think I think part of the what has made the takeover so great is that each match is, you know, like. Just just the, the wrestlers within it, they're doing such a great job in the ring. They're really sharp. You know, they're, the storytelling is great. Yeah. Um, and that element doesn't change. So you do lose the energy from the crowd. But like think of the the um, the ladder match that they did at Mania, you know, like there's no crowd. And usually something like that, you the crowd is going nuts. Sure. We didn't have that. Yeah. But it still had that like. Like, oh, my God, you know, and it's in ways it was somewhat more brutal because you're just hearing, you're the, hearing impact the of, right of the, of the, the bodies, you know? Yes. Yeah. And the ladders and all that. Um, and I think we will get some semblance of that here at Money in the Bank, you know, depending on how cinematic that that uh, matchup is, which we'll talk about here in a little bit when we when we do our predictions for Money in the Bank. But, um, you know, I, I just I just think that, you know, I I, I have a lot of. Uh, empathy for the situation going on from for NXT that 
I'm willing to accept this and I'm willing to just like, you know, this is what we have. You know, we don't have the crowd. We don't yeah. have that. And so, you know, if if for whatever reason the Wednesday shows is all we can get, then it's what it is. And I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. If there's a way we can get a takeover. Cool. Um, if there's some logistical thing that's making takeovers not work, um, even though to your point, we are doing, you know, uh, uh, money in the bank. Maybe there is something else going on that's that's keeping them from doing that. But, you know, we'll 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 see. We'll see. I just I'm I'm willing to just continue enjoying what we have. And then when the time is right, we get takeover back. Hey, I'm cool with that. All right. I I, I guess I'm looking at it as a way as, you know, how as a way of being fair, like, OK, Raw and SmackDown, they can continue with their monthly pay-per-views. How can we just can't do the same thing for NXT? You know, if you want to just keep it at the Performance Center, that's fine. It don't have to be this cinematic, you know, thing because their wrestling, like you said, is strong enough to uh, keep us entertained for, you know, 20 plus minute matches. Well, I, I guess here's the reality to me about this. Like, I hear what you're saying. You know, like, it's it's basically NXT still being treated as developmental. And Raw and SmackDown are seen as the main roster still by the way they're doing this. Like, I, I see respect for NXT that they're not showing them by not having them have... They're not putting this the same level of energy in NXT by not having them have pay-per-views like they usually do. But, you know, Money in the Bank, they're doing it. But I would argue that, you know, you look at... A lot of these um, Wednesday matches that we're getting, some of these matches and some of these shows on a whole, sometimes are a little bit better than what, I don't know, like, it'll be interesting to compare this NXT episode to Money in the Bank and to see which show was actually better. <laughs> because we had Charlotte versus EO. Yeah. We had, even though the build, like we like we said, for Velveteen and Adam Cole wasn't what we wanted, but it's still Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. 13-minute match that they did what the best they could with it, and it was still pretty freaking awesome. Um, we had the debut of Karrion Cross in that epic entrance, right? Um, you know, selfishly, my guy Johnny Gargano went out and with a new attitude did his thing. You know, like, top to bottom, like, this show was awesome. Two hours. Like, it'll be interesting to compare it to Money in the Bank, because for my money, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I feel like this NXT is actually going to be better than Money in the Bank from what I'm seeing so far. And it's sad to say that because that's a pay-per-view for, for you know, WWE. Yeah. But NXT, though, man, the talent that they have, the the storytelling that they do, I mean, it's just, it's just on another level. And, like, to your point, that's why you want to see them do a takeover. That's why you, you, you want them to, yeah. to show more and I was care at, for it. And I wanted to ask you, because you were saying, you know, you know like you're fine with them doing the, the NXT shows because they're developmental. I, I wanted to ask you, do you see them as still developmental? Do you see no. them as that, that no. you know, that lateral brand? No, no. No, I don't. I don't. I see them as being honestly, every time I do the open and I say this is the gold standards because I feel they're the best show, period, in, in wrestling. You know, still for me over AEW, definitely over on SmackDown, especially SmackDown. Like SmackDown is just not anything special right now. It's just, it's just it, it sucks to even say that, but it's just what it is. But yeah, no, NXT for me is not developmental. Now, how do they feel about it? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they are trying to make it a, a true third brand. And sometimes I feel like they're reverting back to being developmental. Mm -hmm. Some of the lingo they use sometimes, they'll still say called up sometimes. Yeah. You know, whereas I feel like that's not the case. It shouldn't be the case. Um, but then you got Charlotte going over there, you know. And so it's like there's mixed messages from WWE around whether or not it's developmental or not. Um, but for me... It's clearly, you know, the the best show of those three. And I'll put it up against anything going on in wrestling right now, period. Yes. So, yeah, that's facts, man. That's a good point. Even Charlotte says she wanted to go where the strongest women division is at and, and which is NXT. And she wanted to be see if she could be champion there. Look at her. I mean, 100 percent like you that just helped raise the the you know mystique of NXT even more to have Charlotte Flair be the NXT champion and be there like you know she's pulling double duty she's going she's on Raw as well yeah. but she mentioned you know, that be, too yeah pulling double duty <laughs> <laughs> yeah man like I'm she's here working hard I'm here she Mondays is. and Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's true. It's true. But yeah, man, I mean, like you said, it says a lot, though, that she she heard, hey, NXT has the best women's division in, in wrestling. So she wants to go in and add that to her resume. You know, she feels she needs to go there to be able to really truly say without a shadow of a doubt that she's the best wrestler period ever. You know, definitely women's wrestler, but just wrestler, you know, like, you know, that's that's Charlotte saying NXT is the place for her to do that. Um, you know, Finn Balor going to NXT, you know, like it's just it's 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 beyond developmental at this point whether or not wwe wants to truly accept that it's it's already beyond that all right man so yeah that's we had an extended debate there yeah, on, uh, yeah. it gets like Open that on the clark street wrestling podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah just overall i mean you know solid entertaining show um looking forward to seeing uh, what happens with Finn Balor and the Who Done It storyline mm-hmm. um, with Adam Cole? Who is the next contender? Is it Velveteen Dream? Is there someone else that we're not thinking of right now? It'll be interesting to see that. Um, you know, the next chapter of the Gargano uh, family. You know, trying to rebuild the NXT in their image. You know, so many storylines going on right now. Um, it, it's it's fun times in NXT, man. So looking forward to next week's uh, next week's episode as always. Um, any final thoughts from you? I just love how NXT is just you know thriving on these storylines, different type of storylines for different wrestlers. It's not like you know one or two that you really have to sink your teeth in because that's all that they have. But man, it's a plethora of storylines going on in NXT. Yeah, and I, I one more time, man. Carrying Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, bravo, just. Bravo. You guys killed it with that entrance. Killed Again, it. Again, if you have not seen that entrance, listeners, please do yourself a favor and check that yeah. out because Look at it. it was epic. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was that dude. I'm Words telling you, man, that dude did some some things. I'm telling you. Come on, man. Look at his face. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, man. Tell the, tell the people where they can hear us at, man. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So if you want to hear about these awesome episodes and you want to get notified where to search, you can always find us on a social platform. You got Instagram. You got Facebook. We got an awesome Facebook page. You can hit us up. Like that page. You know, hit us up with a review, too. Let us know what you like about the show, too. We'd love to hear those uh, comments. Uh, you can always listen to us on those major platforms, wherever your most popular uh, podcast app you like to listen to. You know, you got your iPhone, you got your podcast app, Android, you got your Google, Spotify, Anchor, a lot of major platforms out there for your podcast. You can hit us up and listen to us, download it, watch it, all that good stuff. Garen Cross again. I apologize on behalf of the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. We are not, I do not believe, we do not believe you are an actual killer. Oh, man. I don't know. Yet. That's going to do it for this week's episode. On that note, breaking down uh, NXT, the gold standard for Devin Amafis. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.